welcome once again to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and as always, I am pleased and I'm honored to be your host and your commentator for another of our commentary shows, one of the shows that we have up on air and online 24-7 here at www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com. Pick us up as either a radio loop or as a I, I would a normal, uh, a a more traditional. Is that a word that I can actually use at this point? Traditional podcast. We're here, and if you're listening to us, you've you've made your choice. You've come and found us one way or the other. If you're listening to us as a podcast, you can find us not only at the aforementioned uh, site, but also anywhere that you uh, pick up podcasts. We're there. You'll find us under Center Left Radio, but if you're coming in through our website, it's www.centerlefttalkradio.com. Um, a, a, a strange... This, this, is, this is an odd moment here. Uh, it, it's yesterday afternoon uh, at, after what most, most analysts and most smart people uh, kind of predicted was going to be the case, but it just had gone so long that no one was really sure that anything normal or predictable would ultimately take place. But Dominion uh, Dominion uh, voting systems uh, settled with Fox News, and one wonders why it took as long as it did. That you, when you you get the impression that okay, the lawsuit was for one point six billion dollars, one billion six hundred million dollars. The settlement was for 787.5 million, nearly 790 million, close to, let's, let's just round it off and call it 800 million. Okay, so roughly half of what had been, uh, what, what, the, uh, what the attorneys for Dominion were going for. And in the process of the suit getting to the point of settlement, a full jury was impaneled, a partial summary judgment was granted by the judge on what they call judicial notice was given to the fact that the information put out by Fox relative to Dominion was in fact lies, flat out lies. It, it, one of the rarest things you could ever have in a defamation suit like this. And, and you have to understand that the guiding principle behind defamation lawsuits remains. Sullivan v. New York Times. This is a, a New York case that, that went, well, it, it, went, it went Supreme Court, I believe, at some point. Uh, but this goes back to the early 60s. And, and it set out, it set out the, the framework for what would be considered defamation of a public entity, okay? Uh, private defamation is one thing. 
uh, where it's me saying something nasty to my neighbor or something like that. But in a public sphere, and of course, you can't get any more public than a uh, a, a, an organization, well, the top cable news organization, Fox News, they are number one in terms of, of, in terms of viewership. It's a cash cow for the Murdoch family. You, you're about as public as you're going to get. So you have the public thing there. And, and Dominion is a public, a publicly uh, traded a, uh, a company. It's not a private individual. So they're, they're subject to being spoken about. And when, when you have this public people, public discussion sort of situation, uh, you have very strict rules, it winds up, about what it takes to be claimed, to, to be declared, judicially declared, guilty of defamation. It winds up that you must be you must be proved. It must be proven. This is this is a civil case now. This is not criminal. Civil case. You're going for for financial damages of some sort, non-criminal, non-incarceration related damages. Civil case. You have to prove that there was actual malice in presenting the false information. Or, or there was gross negligent disregard for the truth or falsity of what was actually said, the, 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 the alleged defamation. You, you either were out to get someone and you can prove that someone really was out to get someone, or knowing that what they were saying was false, or maybe not that if, if they knew what they were saying is false, but even if they didn't actually know it was false, the, what it would have taken for them to figure out what was the truth or falsity of a situation would have been simple enough that by not going ahead and, and scratching below the surface and looking at what was there and refusing to see the obvious, that was a grossly negligent, grossly negligent approach that the defendant took in disseminating the information it disseminated. So, so maybe they didn't know, they didn't have specific knowledge of what was going on. But if you'd just done your homework ever so slightly you would have seen it. And the reason you didn't do your homework is because, well, you just didn't want to do your homework. You were grossly negligent about the way in which you sought the information. Now, going into this case, before, and the judge has ruled this, before the, before the jury was impaneled, the jury was impaneled yesterday, Tuesday. Today is the, today is, the 19th, today is Wednesday the 19th of, of April. On Tuesday the 18th of April, the jury was impaneled. The, this case was about to go to trial. Opening statements were about to be made. And suddenly at that point, Fox and Dominion announced that they've come to an agreement. 
$800 million. But it, it's not just the $800 million. You see, because, because of the nature of the lies and, and when the judge determined that virtually everything in the Dominion documentation pointed to the fact that these were lies, what was being said about Dominion were lies, Fox was lying, all that was left was a determination in court as to, well, was it conscious, willful desire to harm, or was it negligent disregard of the truth? The, the actual statements were firmly established as being lies. This is a rare thing, that, that you have this up front, and that on top of that, the dominion, the defendant, was declared to have been withholding information that should have been provided in discovery. And on top of that, the judge had allowed information about the contents of discovery to be made public during this pre-trial period. In other words, you and I and everybody else, well, maybe not Fox viewers, maybe not Newsmax viewers or, or One America News viewers, or, or people who only get their information perhaps from the New York Post, or people who are listening to any company, any, any, any outlet that's attached to Sinclair Broadcasting. And, and, and I could go on, and there's a list of a few more ways in which one can be insulated from this, but all major broadcast networks, most, uh, most other cable networks, and uh, basically all reputable print outlets were carrying this information. So that when you hold off coming to a, uh, some kind of uh, an agreement prior to trial, you're typically angling for your best possible deal. You're doing this knowing <coughs> that the other side doesn't believe it has a slam dunk. You're doing it because neither side is absolutely certain where a jury is going to come down on this matter. You're, you're, you're playing for time to avoid to play to the other sides and your own lack of desire to push this thing very far. And if you're a defendant, especially in a defamation case, you're playing basically knowing that the possibility of being accused of defamation, of ultimately being a judged a defamer, that you have defamed, in this case, Dominion, the odds should be, should be, and there have been since the 60s when the original case was laid down, it's still there. The odds should always be in the defendant's favor. The defendant should be having, have absolute control in this situation because it's so damned hard to prove that the defendant lied its ass off or did so, or, or was so negligent in reporting what it should, it should have gone and, and should have, if they just scratched the surface a little more, they would have found it. 
that's, that's how the defendant normally can approach these things. Play for time. But in this case, if you follow the information that's been coming out, the defendant has been on the ropes since day one. First of all, everything about Dominion was basically an effort to bolster what began as the big lie. Donald Trump says, I won, and it was unfair, and they stole it from me. Okay, let's see. C uh, conspiracy theories. Some Argentina, some company uh, was uh, using lasers. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Oh, Dominion lawsuits. Yeah, Dominion, Dominion voting machines. Oh, yeah, the machines were, were rigged. So that when you voted for, for Trump, well, they automatically came back and recorded double the, the amount of votes for Biden. Oh, and we have proof of this. And, it's, and you just put this out there. And, and, and they're just bold-faced, ridiculous lies said with a straight face by people who are purporting to be news reporters that, that are supposed to be knowledgeable. They're claiming, I know about this stuff. And there's absolutely not a shred of evidence to support it. But they're saying it because, well, you know, we, this is what we do. Th so th that was how Dominion positioned, uh, 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 positioned Fox here. And it only got worse. Now, if you're going to settle and you realize that this is as bad as it can get, well, you come up with a good settlement number early on. Maybe Dominion uh, decided they didn't want to go that route. Maybe they wanted to push this to the very end. But once the information starts being leaked out by the court, with the permission of the judge, once the lies and everything else get out there, once 75% of America, not, not the 25 or thereabouts, that is totally embedded in the MAGA mindset, that, that lives and breathes Fox, that absolutely cannot take in any other information, no matter what it says, that will be disappointed if it's not being fed a constant meal of raw meat that rips the hell out of them libs and has the words uh, uh, woke and, and transgender and uh, Soros and, or whatever, you know, slipped in every third or fourth sentence. Not that crowd, but three-quarters of America are getting essentially the facts that are coming out. A quarter isn't. But we're still, with all that, one would think that's, that with, with a, a, a penalty of $800 million, something should change. Fox being hit with an $800 million fine should change something. Tucker Carlson yesterday continued to talk about and to proclaim that basically January 6th was, to put it mildly, a hoax. 
What? Wait, 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 wait. We just got hit with an $800 million fine, if you will, or we paid it because we essentially lied our asses off. And, and our annual income, by the way, is about $1.2 billion. Now, $800 million, we have a certain amount of liability insurance. I don't know how much of, uh, I, I doubt if it's going to cover $800 million. Maybe it'll cover a third of that, a half of that. But a lot of the, we're going to have to take a huge hit against our, 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 our income, our top, our, top, our top line income, okay? Our top of the line, you know, top line on your tax return, you know, gross income. This is going to be big, not profit, income. Um, I, I, so <laughs> how, how do you justify continuing to lie when lies just lost you $800 million? What, what could motivate you to continue lying? And it winds up that the fear of losing market share, losing their, losing their base, the fear of being perceived as being stingy with the red meat, the fear that they will not be perceived as a purveyor of the world's thickest, richest, soupiest, most poisonous Kool-Aid, that fear... And the fear that maybe once again they might have viewership drifting back over for for a while. It was this way. It, it, they've gone back to Fox. You know what? American News and Newsmax, the the, comp, the competitors there that that really came to life after uh, Fox had the nerve to declare that Joe Biden had had won the election. They were the first outlet to really say that on election night in twenty in uh, in, in in 2020. The fear of going through a loss of ratings compels them, has compelled them, to keep lying because their audience demands it. Now, I, I, I imagine, I, okay, I'm, I'm, making, I'm, I'm making conclusions here. I'm obviously offering commentary. I can't come to any other conclusion Except that if I, if, if I were Fox, I'm not, but if I were the Murdoch family and I am being hit, I, 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 I handled this so poorly, I had so little control on, over my on-air people, I allowed so much lying to go out there, I fed so much red meat to a beast that I had created that is basically immune or feels sheltered from reality. There's, there's, there's this, that I have it living in this psychological amusement park, this MAGA amusement park. And, and, and to be there, to keep going, to keep the rides running, you have to keep throwing red meat at it and pouring Kool-Aid down people's throats at a prodigious rate. If you don't, truth might bubble up and begin to dissolve. The amusement park will begin to dissipate. I, I do that so much because I, I, I need to have the ratings. But 
Wouldn't an $800 million fine make me want to reconsider my business model? Might I not say that there should be some kind of an ombudsman-type structure within my organization that going forward prevents us from saying the type of things that just got us hit with an $800 million settlement. No, it is not a court document. It will not have legal precedent. It is an independent settlement between the sides. But everybody, well, everybody but the 25% of the country that is being fed the red raw meat and the Kool-Aid, the MAGA, the MAGA base, Everybody but them gets what's going on. But, but here's what else is going on. Fox doesn't show any signs, and none of these outlets show any signs of changing. Nothing in the Congress appears to be on the verge of change. No one seems to be accepting that this type of consequence will most probably get to the point where it will begin to affect anyone who is embedded in the MAGA culture. It's already put a whole bunch of people in prison. Okay, Tucker Carlson's stories about, well, they were just walking through the Capitol and taking pictures, and, he, and, and they were just tourists. Well, you know, a few hundred of those tourists are in prison right now. One of them just got hit with a seven-year sentence yesterday. And it's, becoming, it's become common practice that in their, in their closing statements, the attorneys for these people, recognizing where the cases are going in federal court, invariably say, my client was lied to. And they believed Donald, and because they believed Donald, they committed these crimes. They, they didn't, it's not something they would have come up, on, come up with on their own. They wouldn't have believed that the election was stolen based on any other factual material that was out there had they been paying attention to what 75% of the country pays attention to. No, they got it because Donald and Donald influence or controlled sources basically fed them lies. Tucker and his ilk are continuing to lie. Something is more powerful, something is more compelling to them, at least at this moment, than the possibility of having an $800 million loss, well, essentially, it's, it's, it's an agreement, it's a judgment, it's an agreed to, having $800 million sucked out of their employer. There's something more compelling than that, that keeps them lying and has done nothing to change, let's say, McCarthy, uh, you know, in the House, uh, nothing to basically put some rational face on uh, what is going on uh, with the budget negotiations. N nothing is affecting uh, the, the small MAGA loonies that seem to have control of McCarthy. The problem there, of course, is that they only have a four-seat majority. 
the Republicans, and you have a group of about 16 or 17 Magaloonies, you know, and, and so you have, you know, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene and you have that, that ilk. So they're able to keep the pressure going in a, in a rarefied environment like that. You, you have nothing within these Republican-controlled state houses that seems to be filtering through. Nothing that suggests, you know, people might go in another direction. Maybe, maybe, we're, maybe with the extreme laws and rules that we're coming up with about abortion and, and everything else and, 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 and just the whole stupidity about, uh, you know, wokeness and, and, and transgender laws and, and all of this constant, constant uh, culture war stuff. Maybe since it's all Donald-based in some way, shape, or form, since Donald is the inspiration, since he's the poster child for it, he's just released another set of trading cards, by the way. You would think that there, there would be some kind of foresight, some kind, look what just happened to Fox. What could happen to us for lying? But we can't stop. Fox can't stop. And the excuse given, the rationale given, is that the base would abandon us. This fear of being abandoned by the base basically is what keeps this crap going. At least that's, that's the given, that, that's what's said, or I'm, I'm sure discussed, or, or that's at least implicit. Is it the fact that that these people, that the people who are doing the bidding of what allegedly is the MAGA base wants, the people who are throwing the red meat and, and, and mixing the Kool-Aid and, and dumping it down people's throats, they believe the red meat that they're throwing out? They believe what's in the Kool-Aid? I, I, I don't think so. I, I, I think you have to really be looking at the ingredients that you're mixing in. If anything, Fox, what, what, what wound up out in the public as the Fox case was winding down now, as it winds up, <clears throat> was that the on-air personalities, the Tuckers and the Maria Bartiromos and everybody, they knew they were lying. They were aware this is the other thing that had not been... See, this is the other part uh, that, that was not actually finalized in summary judgment. The very fact that there was any summary judgment permitted in this case was amazing. You never get that in, in a defamation case like this. But they knew what we have from internal memos, what we have from internal phone conversations, was they knew emails. They knew they were lying. They, they, they were making fun of Donald and making fun of the stuff that was being said. They knew the people that were pushing the Dominion information to them. Their, their sources were completely out of their minds. They didn't believe it for one second. Uh, Tucker Carlson is a particularly egregious example of all this. Just absolutely new. But that doesn't seem to be enough. So if, if, if changing a business model to avoid another $800 million hit, and by the way, uh, Fox is up 
for another suit coming from yet another, uh, an English-based um, uh, voting machine company. What's the name of it? Uh, Sp um, not Spyrex. I can't, I can't think of the name of it. But there's another English machine that they're suing Fox for $2.3 or something like that. And most of what they would have to prove, well, all the information is out there. Everything that was, that was garnered during discovery with Fox and Dominion, all those sources are out there. All the places that Fox was trying to hide information, that's all known. All of the lies that were being said, everything that was a lie uh, being said by, by Carlson and, and Bartiromo and, and, and this whole crew, that's all out there. So, so they're in a position to be hit again, depending on how this other uh, voting machine company plays it. It'll probably go to settlement, but somehow, or maybe uh, they'll decide that, no, 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 we've got to, uh, we've got to basically uh, keep going. We're going to take this one as far as, we're not going to settle. Who knows? Then there are the lawsuits coming from Dominion directly against Newsmax, against Rudy Giuliani. Uh, there's a few other uh, luminaries, uh, sources, uh, that are being uh, hit with news, with, with, with the, we, we already know that Rudy was lying. This has been, this has been demonstrated already. So he's a public person and, and, and he falls within the, and how much is he worth? I don't know, how much can they get him for? There, there's a whole bunch more to come, yet, Yet, you don't see people shutting up. You don't see politicians pulling away from Donald, realizing that it's the Donald embrace that ultimately brings you to this point. You don't see any of that. There still seems to be this compulsion to throw the red meat, mix the Kool-Aid, pour it down people's throats, and keep it going because we don't know what else to do. And of course, that means embracing Donald. Ron DeSantis, at this point, is being blown away in the polls by Donald. Donald, who is the biggest liar on the effing planet, Donald with the lie about the election. Donald with the lies about Dominion. Donald with the lies about what he was doing with documents. Donald with the lies about January 6th. Donald who incited an insurrection. Donald twice impeached. Donald once so far indicted and about to be indicted time and time again. The embrace is stronger and more, more, more powerful than ever. Do you... Is, is, it, is it naive, I mean, is it, is it an understatement to simply say, why? How and why are people doing this? Why are they clinging so tightly? I, I, I have a theory. They're afraid. Simple. They're afraid to let go. The the psychology of tribalism that, that weds people within the MAGA world one to another, the vicious hatred of all things liberal 
and the, the disdain for the abuse of power coming from all arms of government and the sense of victimhood that Donald lives and, and swears by appears to be stronger than the capacity for rational thought, stronger than the need for critical thinking. The fear that comes from being a perpetually reinforced victim, and this is it, you've got to be a victim. You're, you're not really on offense. You, you, you're ready to be offended, and you can threaten the need for offense if things don't change. But before all else, you are a victim. You're a victim of someone else. And you have the perpetrators. You, the perpetrators are being named every day. It's all the libs. It's George Soros. It's transgender people. Now it's Disney. I mean, if you're Ron DeSantis. It's, it's anyone, anyone that comes up. It's all the baby killers of the world. It's, it's just name them. The list grows. But you are a victim. <clears throat> and it winds up that victimhood can carry more weight than any level of rational self-interest. Your internal structure does not guide you to self-protection. It guides you first and foremost to accusation. Before you're willing to take what anyone us, any of us would probably say would be logical steps based on observation of what is being done and what is happening to the people who are out there putting out all the red meat and the Kool-Aid, especially within the judicial area. It's the only area that seems to have any level of rationale. As bad as the Supreme Court is, the judicial system generally in the country seems to be holding. Okay? It seems to be acting rationally in terms of and especially when you seat a jury where all of the media, all of the news information gets, may, it may be in jurors' minds, but now it gets subtracted, the, the, the air gets purified, the atmosphere gets rarefied. Information will now be presented by both sides and it will be adjudicated and it will be permitted or not permitted under long-standing 240-year-old rules. Long before there was Fox or MSNBC or the New York Post or the New York Times or anybody else, these rules have been developed in order to keep things clean, to make it as fair as possible. Now, yeah, the courts can be lousy too. We, you know, do we want to get into Clarence Thomas? Do we want to get into the insanity of Roe v. Wade? Do we want to get into the insanity of one judge in Texas basically taking away the abortion rights of half of the remainder of the country, including women who are in states that protect abortion? Do we want to get into that stuff? Yeah, and we will. We're going to be dealing with all that. But by and large... The last set of institutions in this country that are holding are the courts. And we saw that yesterday. We saw in what happened to Fox. 
that it's the courts that are holding this together. We know with what will happen to Fox further down the line, that it's the courts holding things together. We'll find out something about the Supreme Court tomorrow when the issue of this uh, judge in Texas who stopped the abortion, uh, the abortion pill, essentially banned one of the two drugs that's used in that cocktail, We'll find out if the court says he went too far by overruling the entire FDA process from 22 years ago for a drug that has been absolutely safe and proven to be so around the world. We'll, we'll, we'll see where the court goes on that. They have promised to rule on this by... No, no, wait, today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, today. There'll be a ruling on this today. L let's see where the court... Go, let, let's see how far the court, whose credibility is down to, you know, in uh, somewhere, I think, in the 20s at this point. Congress is down around 18%. Uh, you, I, I can understand with Congress is gerrymandered, but then again, so is the court right now. It's the, it's, it's the Federalist Society sitting on the Supreme Court bench and, 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 and the most red meat of them. And you have a, a piece of garbage like, you know, like Thomas sitting there and his wife, who basically is a, an, is a, is a, a January 6th conspirator, or at least was offering a great amount of, an, a great amount of support and help to these people. And, and Thomas, who refuses, Clarence refuses to recuse himself from any cases. And, and, and the credibility of the court and the lack, its lack of ethics just, just infuriating so many people. But it's, again... Nothing seems to get through. But the court system generally in the country, I, I think, is the last thing we have to rely on. You can't gerrymander it to the point where we're having really only 25% of the country behind you gives you control of the House of Representatives, gives you control of, of half the states, because of gerrymandering, the way voting is set up on a state-by-state -state basis, where it's basically the dictatorial powers of a minority of the country are basically running the place. Y you can't have that and expect, you know, anything good to come of it. Right now, right now, we're, we're, still, we're still watching and, and, and trying to figure out if Fox is going to begin to behave. I, I don't know that it will. I think that there's going to have to be more of a cumulative effect on all of us. There's going to have to be more rulings. There's going to have to be, frankly, there's just going to have to be more consequences. People are going to have to feel what happens when you continually lie. What, what, what is a fox getting out of this? They're getting ratings, they're getting money. They are destroying the, 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 the moral fabric. The, they, they are blowing, truth is, is, is getting holes blown in it moment by minute. They are defying every single journalistic standard humanly possible. They are completely ignoring any obligation they have to basically present what they used to call fair and balanced news to their audience. They're not moved, they're not motivated by any of that. Is it, is it a philosophical 
approach? No. If you look at if you look at the documentation from the internal emails and everything between Carlson and Bartiromo, they all know they're lying. There's no philosophical thing going on here. They have they have a they have a fact checking department, which half of them tried to get fired anyway. In the end, it's about money. Follow the money. Money is power. Power is what is driving this. And Donald basically is at the heart and soul of every single bit of it. No matter how you draw the lines, no matter where you go, no matter what, what, what ultimate problems you see coming down, it all comes back to Donald. The weird confluence of the communications structure of the planet and this man's uncanny ability to market lies about himself and whatever else will bring him power and give him a sense of, of allowing him to parlay his sense of grievance into money. I mean, I mean He's a billionaire, he said. I'm worth $10 billion. I own everything. By the way, I need your $25 from my legal defense fund. Oh, yes, Donald, I'll send it to you right now. Wait a minute. Uh, gee, that means no, no money for the kids' lunch this week. Well, it's more important. It, we we got to stop the libs. We got we to gotta stop the, the woke. My kids don't need that. that. Oh, no, you, you, you'll do. This is for Donald. Because if we lose Donald... That's it. They take over. We're, our guns are gone. They're, they're going to take everything away from us. We can't let this, this. This is our last chance. This is it. And that mentality, that sense of last-ditch effort, this is the end. It's, it's this or it's the end of the world. This level of, of magnified grievance, this level of, of I'd say, paranoia, manufactured and, and, and spilled out, and yes, given to a group of people who, under the best of circumstances in our nation's history, would be prone to accepting a substantial amount of bullshit but normally, power-wise, they're under the rocks. They are basically, you lift up a rock and they scamper. They don't run the show. Certainly not in the last, I don't know, since the Second World War. But, but this has been flipped on its head. The crazies are running the asylum. The crazies were led by a man, the king crazy was in the White House. Right now, the Republicans, by a four-seat majority that they, God knows if they're going to be able to hold on to that for much longer, or at least be able to use it effectively, God knows what this is going to do in terms of the finality of the budget negotiations, but there shouldn't be, if lies and veracity, if, if things that we're supposed to represent as a nation had any meaning, there couldn't possibly be a Republican majority, or anything, anything close to Republican majorities anywhere. But through gerrymandering, through lying, through the most skillful playing of grievance, through the most illogical, irrational appeal to need from a billionaire who claims he needs your $25 for his legal defense fund, and you're willing to do it if you're a MAGA-ish person, 
this level of collective self, multiple self-embracing grievance continuation is driving much of the politics of this country. It's, it's, it's been embedded. It's in, the, it's in the Supreme Court now. MAGA is in the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas is MAGA, and he's in the Supreme Court. The other three, Amy Comet, whatever, you know, and, 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 and the, the other guy there, the, the other two, they're, you know, Federalist Society crazies. They all went and got rid of Roe v. Wade. Worst po impossible decision. Impossible to be professional jurists and come up with that decision. Impossible. Insane. Nuts. Nuts. Okay? Just, just I don't know, you know, I'm not going to get into the legal things on this. But we find ourselves in the middle of all this. <sighs> Billion dollar question. Where the hell are we going? Okay. The courts seem to be holding, but this is not, this is not a 100% situation. The motivation seems for the people who are for the people who are who are slicing the red meat and mixing the Kool-Aid, the motivation is power and money. I mean, is that fair enough? I mean, yeah, and yeah, I'm sure they're beginning to believe their own shit, but basically, basically it's power and money. And amazingly, three quarters of the country is rational, is not completely caught up in this grievance process. And yet we're all made to believe that it's overtaking everyone and everything because of the way the system can be rigged for the minority in this country. And we've seen it happen. Donald, Donald, before, if, if nothing else, the first thing he does is he figures, how can I leverage this? What can I do and get away with it? How far will they go before I get stopped? And he's gone on forever until his first indictment. And there'll be a few more coming very, very rapidly. What, what do, what is the outlook here? I feel, personally, I don't feel as as completely paranoid and I'm, I'm annoyed, I'm, I'm infuriated by this, this absolute cavalier attitude towards America and American democracy on the part of the red meat makers, those would be the politicians on the, on the MAGA side, on the Republican side, or those who kowtow to them, or those who are so afraid of Donald that they're afraid to do anything but either, you know, embrace him openly or basically do legislative things or endorse legislative things that have a MAGA ring to them, I, I, I don't feel that they're going to ultimately succeed here. I'm quite confident that if and assuming that he will be the uh, Republican uh, nominee, I don't see how DeSantis or anyone else is going to do it, that Donald is going to lose very miserably, that there will be a big reaction. I don't know how you outdo the January 6th reaction, but that this would be Donald's last hurrah. He will attempt to do something utterly outrageous. Hopefully he can be uh, 
put in a position to be neutralized. I don't know if that's prison. I don't know if that is, uh, you know, ankle braceleting. I don't know if that is some kind, some form of, 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 of silencing. But th there has to be a point at which the Republican Party realizes that, hey, he's getting too damn old for this. He's gotten everything he wants. And wait a minute, the guy basically just got, he's been, he's been convicted so many times, he's lost so much, that maybe it might occur to us that the perpetuation of this victimization thing that's worked for us, as a minority, we, we've been able to use a minority to basically, if not totally control the majority, keep them at bay and keep the notion in their heads that we're about to take over the world, even though we're not really able to do that under any legal structure. Make them worry about a, a civil war. I don't know. Make them worry. At some point in the next year or two or three or four, it finally all comes down to Donald loses control of this process. You can lose just so many elections, and one of two things happens. Either people finally get it and drift someplace else, or the people who are basically cutting the red meat and mixing the Kool-Aid begin changing the blend. They realize, as Fox should have been realizing right now, that you can't keep lying even if it has a short-term positive impact for your power and your money because it will destroy both not far down the road. It's either, it's either logic and rationale or total destruction. If you attempt, if this 25% of the country continues, persists in embracing this and their ability to affect the levers of government continue for any extended length of time, if we don't show signs of drifting away from this or, or maybe major signs of being pulled or maybe as Donald is convicted and, and sentenced in multiple ways, maybe there are sudden things. Maybe there is a, a short-term, really scary negative thing. But there has to be a pulling away from a life and a nation or, or a minority, a, a, an overpowered minority, an oversized baby living in a state of perpetual, perpetual tantrum and with far too much control over its parents and babysitters. We have to show signs of getting away from that. I would have hoped, with what just came down in the Dominion settlement, there would be some immediate reaction that would suggest, yes, oh, oh yes, $800 million, yeah, oh wow, yeah, that's the trigger, that's the day. Yesterday, April 18th is the day we could point to and say, this is when it began to change. But I don't really believe that right now. It's, it's, this is going to be added to other things. And, and it'll, it'll add to the grievance, but the grievers, except for the real loonies among them, the, 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 the crazy militias, the, the right-wingers, they've always been there. 
everybody will be waiting for, well, here's what Donald, here's how we will, okay, he's taken this much of a hit and we're taking this much of a hit and things are getting that bad. Well, now here's how we get past that. Here's how we come back even stronger than ever because I gave my 25 bucks to Donald instead of the lunch and a decent dinner for the kids. They're waiting for that. It's, it's, it's a show. It's, it's the grievance perpetuation show. There's always the real world hovering around them. There's the need for medication. There's the need for women's rights. There's the need for women's medical services. There's the need to basically live among other people. You can't live in, there's, there's no real MAGA world. There's just grievance. At some point, at some point, there's going to have to be a, an absolutely uh, demonstrable movement away from the MAGAization that the 25% of America is living under. If there isn't, within the next two years, by the, by, by the 24 election, if you can't sense anything, we got a, we, we got a, a really big problem. But I'm not convinced as, as I sit here talking to you today that we do. I, I, I look at what just happened to Fox. I look at what's about to happen to Newsmax. What has already happened to Rudy? He's been stripped of his licenses. But again, uh, no, you know, and he's stripped of his licenses. He'll lose his money and, and, and he'll say, it's the best thing that ever happened to me. And all the MAGA freaks will go, yeah! It's the best thing that ever happened. Rudy's been, and they will not say, and he, Rudy's been, Rudy's been destroyed. Long live Rudy. No, they, the, the, how, how can I, how can I reword this into MAGA terms? And that's, that's part of the trick. That's part of the, that's part of the rule book. But at some point, those rules will stop working. It's, it, it's not, you can't go on saying we've lost and therefore we've won. Or we're grieving, and grievance is, 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 is victory in and of itself because we really have nothing else to show for it except people that we're harming and hurting, including our own daughters and mothers and children and everybody else. We're getting people to hate everybody. And guns, guns are wonderful. Don't read the first half of the Second Amendment. Just read the second half. Go with the Heller decision, the wor another of the worst decisions in human history. But... It, it, there, there is, you know, critical mass in, in most human situations. And I expect, I believe, I have hope that we will begin to sense a, a, a loosening of the grip that is controlling this or, 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 or in empowering this small minority of America through its grievancing to basically affect so much of what we are as a nation, despite the fact that everything seems to be working against this minority. They're doing everything wrong, except being upset and hugging and embracing one another and sending their $25 to Donald. Something's gonna change. It ain't going to stay static. It's not going to stay like this. I think the critical mass is on the side of the Constitution and some version of our traditional democratic processes.
That's what I think I see right now. I could, I could be wrong. <laughs> I could change my mind. But don't worry. Don't worry so much. Be, be absolutely vigilant. Talk to people. Get the word out there. Don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to tell people things like what we're discussing here this morning. People need to hear about reality. Tell them that Dominion lost $800 million. Not because they didn't do anything wrong and they just... No, because they lied. Tell them about Times v. Sullivan. Tell them that they broke... They, that, that not in a billion years should they have ever had to pay a cent if they were telling the truth. Fox. They were lying. They're still lying. Tucker's lying every day. Tell people that. Now, then say, if you like it, great. Be entertained. But don't be enlightened. Don't be led. Don't be influenced. Enjoy it. It's a great show. But at some point, be prepared to change the channel. A little jazz.
This is Richard Gazer. You know, it takes lots of time and effort and all kinds of resources to produce the kind of quality program we produce here at Center Left Radio. And it costs money to do it. Now, if we screamed a little louder or thought a little less about what we were saying, we could probably get a few advertisers to pay us to sell their products to a more tribally predictable audience. But that's not who we are or who you are. You come to Center Left Radio for non-commercial, thoughtful commentary. You're looking for an honest, progressive approach to solving America's problems, not exacerbating them. And we're committed to providing all of that. We're one of the few stations offering full-time, non-commercial, progressive programming. And we're the only station, the only one, doing it with a combination of hope, politics, and that most eloquent of all original American art forms, jazz. Think of it this way. We support your needs. Now we're asking you to support ours. Take a moment and go to our website, www.centerlefttalkradio, one word, centerlefttalkradio.com, and go to the donate page. And when you get there, give whatever you can on a one-time or maybe a recurring basis, $5, $10, $1,000, whatever you can contribute to make Center Left Radio's unique progressive voice stronger and even more significant as the full extent of the wrongdoing of Donald Trump and his associates becomes all the more evident and as we seek to hold the House Democrats accountable for the promises they made to the American people during the last election. Yeah, you know what's at stake. And I know, we all know, we can count on you. On behalf of all of us at Center Left Radio, thank you. You've been listening to Center Left Radio, the progressive voice of hope, politics, and jazz. My name is Richard Gazer, and thank you once again for being part of today's show. You would have thought Fox having to pay out $800 million to Dominion, you begin to hear some change in the way the right-wing MAGA media is approaching the world. It's constant effort to keep grievance in everybody's heart. No, it's not. But there will be a cumulative effect. We go one way or the other, ultimately. And I still have hope for the future of this country.